It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. The name Jackie Robinson is synonymous with breaking down barriers, which he did throughout his life. Today's guest, Sharon Robinson, is the daughter of the baseball legend and civil rights icon. Growing up, Sharon experienced some of the most important events in history, including the March on Washington. She is the author of numerous children's books that honor her father's accomplishments and legacy. Sharon is an educational consultant for Major League Baseball and currently serves as vice chairman of the Jackie Robinson Foundation. She is the founder of Breaking Barriers, a baseball-themed program that helps empower students to overcome obstacles in their lives. Welcome, Sharon. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you, Joan. It sounds like um, change your attitude, change your life. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I can go <laughs> fits right in with with who I am as well. <laughs> well, that's great. You know, because your life, really, if you think about it, it has been all about change. Your your father broke barriers that changed the lives of so many that followed. And it's been said that his life and legacy will be remembered as one of the most important in American history. So what can you tell us about your father? What was he like? Well, uh, he was a great dad um, on, on multiple levels. So uh, with me, I was his only daughter, so we had a, a unique relationship and a special one. And uh, he taught me uh, many things, but he also told me in in, in every way he could um, that he was you know, my supporter. And he was loved me unconditionally, and we could talk about you know just about anything, even you know really personal stuff. So that was important to me. Uh, and in 1963, which this uh, my new book is is based around the year 1963. You know, it was uh, a turning point for me, both personally and moving into my teenage years, for my family um, as we sort of readjusted and, and became involved in the civil rights movement as a family and um, handled, had to handle, you know, personal family struggles. So um, that unconditional love, you know, was really critical to my, uh, my development. So you just mentioned your new book, which is entitled Child of the Dream, a memoir of 1963. And when people think about the dreams that they have in life, they, you know, we, we always expect these obstacles. And, and your father certainly had to overcome so many of them. Did you ever see him defeated? Or did you ever hear him say, I just can't do this anymore? Not that I can't do it anymore. No, I never heard him say that. What I heard him say is I'm being tested. You know, mm-hmm. when when life was really challenging, and you know, he um, his struggles in baseball were nothing in comparison to you know struggles with diabetes, for example, or um, you know, with his oldest son, um, you know, not not being able to reach him. So uh, there were some personal obstacles that you know could have defeated someone, uh, but who my dad, you know, just found ways to manage it uh, and continue to um, reach other people. And, and so he never, he was never defeated. Well, I think the way that you just described, he reframed it to say, I'm being tested rather than 
I'm defeated or this is something I can't do because in your mind, when you view it as a test, it's something that you're able, I think, more readily to overcome than as saying this is something that has defeated me and I'm done. Yeah, no, he 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 was not the type to be done. You know, he and and, and didn't teach us to um, be defeated. You know, we taught us to to fight on. Mm-hmm. You know, fight back, um, stay in the struggle. Um, that was my dad. That was my mom, and that's what we were taught as children. And it helped us in our personal struggles as well as professional professional work. And so it's it's been part of my life values. Sharon, you had access to people and events that most can only dream about. For example, you attended the March on Washington as guests of Martin Luther King Jr. When did you understand the importance of the life you were living? How old were you? You know, John, it's a a gradual process. Um, I began to understand life differently when I saw the Jackie Robinson story at around age, age eight or nine, um, and my dad placed himself in that original movie. I knew nothing about his early baseball years and that struggle, and I didn't really understand racism at that point. Um, my father, uh, when he would travel for the, for the movement, uh, travel for the NAACP, later traveling for SCLC, Southern uh, Christian Leadership Council with Dr. King, um, he would come back, and our dining room table was our, you know, was a forum, was a discussion um, that went on. Uh, luckily, my, I was still very young when my dad retired from baseball, so he, whenever possible, we had dinner together at our home in Stanford, Connecticut, um, and we used that time to formulate who we were as a family and what the family mission would be, and that was all established by my parents and my dad bringing home stories from his travels and helping us understand that we had a role to play in, in the movement and and a family mission that had to be defined. And, and it really charted the way for the rest of my life. You know, we today my brother and I are on the board of directors of the Jackie Robinson Foundation. Um, we both have personal work uh, that is mission-driven and where we've helped to uh, change communities, change individuals. And so it, it started when we were kids, um, and it started with the vision that my parents had for us as a family. Sharon, you just mentioned that you were growing up in Connecticut. So being raised in a wealthy Connecticut neighborhood with all that was going on in the world around you, what was that like for you? Did you feel like you fit in? I did as a child, as a young child. Um, I I loved our I loved nature. I loved the fact that we had access to nature all around us. I loved the freedom that it gave us to live uh, more in the country. I was very um, much involved with animals. <laughs> I had a horse, and I worked in a farm nearby. Um, you know, as a child, I had a very great best friend who lived down the street. And, you know, I had my, not only my parents, but I had my grandmother and I had um, Willette Bailey, who was like a second mother to me. So um, I didn't, you know, I, it wasn't so much about life of privilege. It was a life of freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, I was able to just get on my horse and go ride throughout the, the neighborhoods um, and I, or we could go exploring in the woods. We could go swimming in the pond. Uh, you know, 
ice skating. Our parents had to supervise. My dad had to test the ice floor. We could go ice skating, but we then went freely ice skating, um, and and it it just it was amazing. Um, it wasn't until we became te- started to become teenagers or enter our teenage years that that life became more complex, because at that point um, in in our culture, in American culture, in in the North, um, where we didn't have Jim Crow segregation, but we had a different type of segregation. So that childhood play was fine, but as we became teenagers, um, black and white kids branched off into in separate into separate groups. And yet we were still going to school with predominantly we were still going to predominantly white schools. So it wasn't until high school that there was a shift, and that was because Stanford was trying to break down school segregation. Uh, and they started off with the high schools as I was going into high school, and w- I started off with busing. So I was literally bused downtown to the family black school to help integrate it with my white neighbors um, in Stanford, in northern Stanford. So, What do you think that experience did for you? How did it shape your future? It made me a both um, socially and politically astute uh, it made me uh, care for people uh, who, from different parts of the world, and and uh, wanting to uh, embrace differences as opposed to wanting to keep um, each of these groups separated. Um, so it was it was fundamental to my you know beliefs as an adult mm-hmm. know, that that's where we should go and need to go and continue to grow as a nation and as a world. Sharon, tell us about Breaking Barriers. What is the mission? Well, in 1997, um, I joined um, the commissioner's office as an educational consultant and worked with Scholastic and people at Major League Baseball to develop a curriculum that would teach kids that barrier obstacles were part of life. So I wasn't only talking about racial barriers. We were talking about you know any kind of barrier that children could identify. Um, as as their their barrier, and it uh, culminated after the curriculum, and and I used my dad's story as an example of a barrier a, a barrier breaker, but really encouraging kids to tell their own story, and that was done through a national essay contest. So we're actually in our 24th year, um, and that's you know it's been an amazing program um, to merge baseball and values and children and Jackie Robinson and you know, and then having them in literacy. Um, so after the essay contest, um, we would go out into the community and visit schools to, and congratulate and bring prizes to the winners. But um, sometimes, I, you know, some years I was able to bring players into the classroom with me as we expanded more nationally. You know, that wasn't possible, so we started whenever possible bringing kids over to ballparks and letting them meet some of the players. So there always was this direct tie-in to baseball. And the grand prize winners are, to this day, uh, recognized at the uh, World Series and at the All-Star Game during All-Star Week. Um, So it's just been an amazing program where, you know, over millions of kids have have shared with us their story and and has changed... um, their relationship with their teachers, with their parents, with their peers, uh, and with themselves. So, um, you know, 
a lot of those kids or a number of those kids stay in touch or or will check in as they um, mature mature into being adults and that's always um, an incredible experience to hear back from some of those kids I heard from one uh, last night uh, sent me a text to tell me she's grad- graduating a year early and she wants to apply to Yale and she knew that I <laughs> once taught at Yale and so she was and that that was her dream school when I met her when she was in uh, eighth grade so um you know it's it's kind of fun to hear from her and be able to support this decision to apply to Yale and so you know it's it's been incredible work and it fits in with the work I did as a nurse midwife because a a lot of my work there as a midwife was um, with teenage girls and who were now pregnant and I needed I wanted to help them with this transition into motherhood but also encourage them to continue to develop themselves, stay in school, you know, be prepared so that they could really support this child and continue to grow, grow as individuals. The book is Child of the Dream, a memoir of 1963. If you'd like more information about Sharon and her work, you can visit Sharon Robinson, Inc. That's I-N-K, SharonRobinsonInc.com. Sharon, in our final moments, if you could sum it up or even bullet point it, What are some of the values that were demonstrated by your father that you think can help people break down barriers and overcome challenges? Well, I have to start with uh, with courage, uh, integrity. You know, many lessons um, my father taught me about integrity, including the 1960 presidential campaign where we had a discussion about why he was not supporting John F. Kennedy and he was supporting Nixon over Kennedy. Mm-hmm. You know, that was my mm-hmm. lesson on, on commitment and and integrity. Um, he had made a promise and he was seeing it through. So um, based on his own research, uh, also, um, you know, it all builds towards being excellent, you know, so um, being persistent and, and determined and, um, have you know, kind of setting goals through uh, your determination. Um, all of those are important. Have been important to my, were important to my dad, and are, are important to children today, and certainly were important in my life. Sharon, thank you so much for spending time with us. Your father has been quoted as saying, "A life is not important except in the impact it has on others," and that is such an important lesson for all of us to learn. So, thank you for being here and for sharing your father's legacy and a bit about your life with us. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it, Joan. This is Conversations with Joan. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.